Welcome back to another episode of Collector's Quest. This is episode 124. On this episode, the guys and I are talking about games you can take a picture of on the holidays. Which holiday? All of them. Even a bunch of made-up ones. Even a few special events. This is us just kind of having a fun episode, poking fun at the way, you know, we operate and other collectors operate, buying these games that they throw up on Instagram. This is just us, uh, you know, having some fun, like I said. So not too serious, but we do give you good information. And for these holidays, we did try to assess for most of them, like the most collectible game you could find. So it's not just like a total wash of like, oh, nonsense. We did give you guys some valuable collector's information in here. And maybe even uh, are throwing up some games you've never heard of. Anyways, that's coming up right now. As always, since it's me asking, if you don't mind, could you throw up a review on iTunes for us? Hit those five stars for us wherever you listen. That would be great. Uh, you guys are doing a great job at that. We've got a lot of new reviews in. They've all been very positive. So thank you. I do appreciate it. You know, this is the thing that keeps the show growing. It keeps us relevant in the iTunes charts, helps the algorithm find us, and all of those dumb things. All right, guys. Stay tuned. Hope you enjoy this uh, fun episode that we Welcome back to another episode of Collector's Quest. I'm Tyler, here with Johnny, here with Stefan. Just say hello, guys. Hi. Wow. So you guys didn't want to have to start talking in this episode, so I'm going to get the ball rolling, guys. And I'm going to say, the Go Collect Empire is expanding, uh, video games, we're all going to die. <laughs> oh. Hey. I like, I like whoa, how whoa, whoa, video whoa. games was a talking point. You're like... <laughs> this whole podcast is about video games. Uh, we are sponsored by Collector's Quest, owned by Collector's... Not Collector's Quest. Uh, Go Collect owns us. Uh, we, we're caught up in that. That's also not true. Someone would probably uh, think it's true if we didn't say that. But we are sponsored by IMA, but that is absolutely true. Absolutely, absolutely true. Get your <laughs> copies of Mega Man X and 2, the Collector's Edition, before they sell out. You can't miss those one-of-a-kind cartridge opportunities. Get in there, guys, before they're gone. Only been out for over a year. Super limited Still run available. of 8,500 each, to be clear. <laughs> and yes, it's not a joke that they are still in stock in case you don't want to check and give them traffic. Yeah. But Earthworm Jim did sell out, and I think that's on the power of the creator going around and hawking his wares rather than anything I am ape but did. Good on you, Doug Tenapel. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so you were saying, Tower, that Go Collect. Uh, our our new evil overlords have uh, expanded. Yes, so Go Collect they bought Game Value now. Not the biggest price website. I don't think price charting probably way bigger, but probably the best price website. I think they at least forced price charting to kind of update some things and add new features. So that's good. I can't find a reason to really be mad at this because Go Collect was planning on becoming a pricing website. They they literally are a pricing website. This makes so much sense from both getting the Game Value Now brand, and getting all of their data. And it makes Game Value Now, like, all the pitfalls Game Value Now had, 
are now kind of over. Like the things we didn't like about game value now, you know, that was like a one man operation that it wasn't updated frequently enough. It had some data gaps. Now you have like a team of people who have already done this with comics here. Uh, I'm actually totally for this move. And just for the record, when I say evil overlord, that's like a throwback to Nintendo age. Cause Dane was the evil overlord uh, and he sold it. So anyways, just explain that statement. Go ahead. Yeah, Stefan, I know you got things to say. No, just that. I mean, I I agree. I'm I'm really excited about this purchase from a usability standpoint, and and being a user who did contribute a lot uh, in the early days to you know give a lot of feedback, especially on the uh, collect the uh, the collection tracker. The collection tracker for Game Value Now is actually still what I use as my primary collect uh, tracker. So I'm super excited that this product now has a full team. Uh, supporting it and uh and i uh am looking forward to uh to what they do with it did you guys read about anyone being totally up in arms about this no i saw jokes that people would be but really i don't think anyone cares just mostly people congratulating uh the guy who made it on nintendo h yeah i don't think people are as up in arms because they're i don't think there's that sense of like i contributed data to this product uh, as much as there was on on Nintendo Age, that that seems to be what most people on Nintendo Age who had a problem with it had a problem with is that they were using their data where that's not really an issue here. Their data that they willingly signed up to have sold. <laughs> yep. And also, just because Go Collect is trying to be this website that's super picky about getting things right and condition and variance, like Game Value Now, I think has done a better job than price charting in a lot of things. Game Value Now is still pretty sketchy. Both because having one price for a complete game doesn't make a lot of sense. I usually offer like 25% over a game value now price if I'm buying a complete game because it's almost always too low. And there are a lot of games it just gets wrong. We were just talking about uh, Titus the Fox on Game Boy. I'll bleep that if you need me to. But the prices for both the loose and complete are less than half of what they should be because that's a game that always gets mixed up because it has a foreign version and a Game Boy Color version, both of which are way cheaper, and it's it's just hard for algorithms to tell them apart. Because, you know, not every auction title is going to have color in the title if it's the Game Boy Color and version. If you look at video game price charting, like, their price is more correct, but still wrong. So, um, that's actually just a hard game to price, too. But uh, I'm excited. I think it's a good thing, right? Like I said, we've had our problems with game value now. Still the place I look. It's a good starting point for everyone. And, uh, you know, the team behind Go Collect taking uh, ownership of this, I think, is a net positive. So if, if you're worried about it, I mean, they did it with comics. Like, and this is a this is such a make sense move. You know, it gives them a starting point. People have already collected a bunch of data. Like, yeah, I, I see this as a as a win. Yeah. So congratulations, uh, guy who made Go Collect, whose name I don't remember. Uh, he's a hoagie on Nintendo Age. I don't know what his actual name is. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Go Collect, uh, Jeff, please don't ruin our hobby. <laughs> no, Jeff isn't going to ruin our hobby. He doesn't like that's. I don't think he is. I'm just no. saying, you know, please don't. And we uh, <laughs> just just in case you were how, thinking about how it. Would, how would he? Also, he's not going to come on the show. So, yeah, I know. You know. Yeah, I, I speak truth to power, Johnny. I have yeah. a podcast. I mean, uh, that's true. Tyler is the most uh, powerful person on the podcast. It's a true story. Because he's the one who hits the publish button. 
That's right. So, I do the editing. Without me, there would be no show. That is correct. Tyler, I love you. Thank you for always editing. Uh, can you imagine if we push these shows out without editing? Ugh. Yes. Like the Ugh. first 75 episodes of Collector's Quest. I'm sorry, they were Snap. edited. Oh, oh man. Oh. God damn. God damn dude. it. Uh, I did edit them. That didn't feel good I just good wasn't at very good at it. Ugh. I don't mean to well. like your skills, Johnny. I, I, I liked Collector's Quest so much I came on the show. That is true. You did have the... Uh, Stefan also... Wa- Here's a true story for you guys. Stefan also was like, I would like to be on the show. And I had already looked at Tyler's stuff and uh, a couple other people. And I was like, I think I already decided on this guy, Tyler. Sorry, Stefan. That's true. I would have been on the show a lot, uh, a lot earlier than I ended up being. Yep. But I was like so impressed with what Tyler sent in. I was like, nope, that's the guy. And Kat was like, oh, maybe? And I was like, nope, that's the guy. And here he is. And I remember you said, like, we, what we really like about Tyler is that he's a pinball collector, and he competes in a lot of pinball tournaments. We never talk about pinball on this show. But Stern just did announce the Star Wars Home Edition if you want to spend $4,500 on a Home Edition pinball machine. What is that? What you know, is a Home Edition pinball? So Stern has their stripped-down pro models, which are, like, the shitty version of their pinball machine. And then they have their premium models, which have, like, all the much fancier the mechanical features. Yeah, yeah. Those go for like seven thousand dollars or something crazy. Yeah, like yep. seventy five hundred. And so, if you want to spend a thousand dollars less than their already stripped down model, you can get a stripped down, stripped down model, which is probably less feature packed than almost any pinball machine you could buy. Uh, but it says Star Wars on it, and if it's you don't got play pinball, two flippers you flippers in a ball. Not, yep, <laughs> and a Star Wars graphic on it. Cool. Four thousand dollars. Yep. Wow. What a Man, crazier hobby than video Star Wars games. license. Uh, yeah, I don't, I didn't love that Star Wars pinball that they put out, actually. I think it's okay. It's, it's like, uh, okay, that's, but that's it. It's okay. It's got a lot of strategy lot, with the button, and people sure, don't like that. But there's also, like, I, I actually don't like the, I mean, because I look at pinball machines for, like, the art and stuff, too, and I don't love oh, the it's way, super ugly. Uh, yeah, like, I don't want to put that in my house. I do love the way the Hobbit one looks, and the Lord of the Rings one is really sweet. I strongly dislike the rumble feature that they seem to want to jam into every machine they do now. Well, you play rich people pinball machines, because that's an expensive upgrade, Stefan. Yeah, it's gross. So, uh, what we are like 10 minutes into the show. I tricked you to talking about pinball, yes! That is quick, Johnny. (laughs) That is at 10 minutes, and we're getting into our topic. That is like a record. I don't know what you're talking about. Look, and you don't need to trick me. You know I like pinball. Well, you can, I hear you own one. You can bring up pinball yeah, right. whenever you want. Whenever right. you want. We'll have a pinball check-in every once in a while like this. Okay, cool. That was our pinball check-in uh, with Tyler. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. So, <laughs> yeah. Air horns, do them. Make the sound. Are you editing that in, Tyler? Yes, I'm editing that in. Oh, excellent. It's okay, already so, there. Sweet. Seamless for the listeners. Yeah. <laughs> you can edit all that part out then. Um, to our topic... Uh, it's July. There's a lot of things going on. We've talked a lot about the collector's landscape, all these things that are happening, how the earth constantly is shifting, uh, you know, under our feet. And we feel like, oh my God, all this stuff is going on. So we just decided to take a break from all that. And, uh, I know people want us to talk more about it, but you know, if we talk about the newest shakeup every week and there's a shakeup every week, then it's just, we're going to let that rest for a minute. You know, it's just, uh, let it rest. We've got some hopefully interviews lined up. Like I said, hopefully uh, we get the creator of Go Collect 
on and he can talk to us a little bit about us and we can hopefully get some of the water guys some of those big comic collectors come in maybe have them give their perspective on the show that's what i'm hoping for uh get some unique takes i know people have been requesting more interviews that's the hope so anyways all that preamble to say this is a nonsense episode this is (laughs) this is an episode we said hey it would be dumb if we did this and the guys were like johnny this is dumb don't do it and i was like Hey, this is the episode we're doing because Go Collect said so. Um, and that's yeah, yeah. no, just kidding. That, and that that this is dumb conversation happened ten minutes ago. By the way, that was yeah, not, yeah. So um, <laughs> we are doing uh, basically the Christmas in July episode. And what does that mean? It means we're actually just talking about games that you could post a picture of on a holiday. It's not actually Christmas. We're going to go through a bunch of dumb holidays and say, "Hey, we know you guys love to post on Instagram and on forums and show off your stuff. Here's some games. Some of them will be collectible, some of them won't. Some of them are for a laugh. And we will kind of tell you uh our, our thoughts on like if it's collectible or not to kind of give you some of our perspective on that and some value because some of these are expensive and some of them are like $5. So uh yeah. That's what this episode is. We're going to run down a list of holidays. We're going to associate a game with it. We're going to tell you if it's collectible, and we're going to give you a price. That's it. That's the whole show. Too many holidays. We're not going to get as in depth as we normally do. Yes, it's going to be a short episode. Now that we're twelve minutes in and getting to it, so okay. So uh, I'm going to start us off, okay? Because this one's mine, and I think I'm the only one who can uh, defend it. So New Year's Day and New Year's Eve, we're we're starting there because that's uh you know start of the year, end of the year. NTA 14 for the Xbox or the PS3. Why? Because it's hard to find New Year's games, it turns out. Um, but bowl games are a thing that happen on and around New Year's, and people watch that over that holiday break. And this game, because it's the last of the NCAA 14, or the NCAA football games, it goes for like 90 bucks. Um, sealed ones are still available, 130 Why is it the last of them? We had that whole issue with college players not getting paid and what are the licensing rights using their images? So it became a whole thing and they just kind of said, you know, we're not going to make these games anymore. So yeah, it's the last of that series thus far. It'll probably return at some point, but that makes it kind of collectible. And if you like those games and you play them, like this is, this is your last game. This is what you do. And you pay $90 for it now. Was this also a generational cusp game where you had it on like current gen and it is cheap there? I know there's a couple sports games like that where it's like, I don't the Xbox version is really expensive, and then the Xbox One version is, or the Xbox 360 version is really cheap. I think this topped out at the 360. Yeah, it was both 360 and PS3. I don't think it did that that crossover like you saying. I didn't double check, but this this is the collectible one. Also, just a, another reason it's real expensive, and I don't know how true this is, but I've seen football people saying that because sports games are just utter nonsense right now with microtransactions and like casino things that ruin the game. This is a game that did not have any of that. So it's just one of the, the best football games period before it went into casino land. So instead of paying $30 in microtransactions, you can just spend the $90 off. Yeah, the top. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. So this is another one of the, if you collect sports games this is another one of those stupid sports games, you're going to spend too much money on and be annoyed. So at least it's not soccer. You could have just went with a uh, Fanta Vision. It's literally a game about fireworks. Okay. 
Why didn't you? We sat there for like an hour. Why are you just I, saying this now? Because it's, it, it's too banal, Johnny. Fuck you, Tyler. God damn it. <laughs> God, just. Tyler is saying the word banal to me because when we were talking about it, I said, don't choose a game that is banal. And it, uh, go look it up if you're not exactly sure what it means, but it was used precisely. And Tyler's like, what is that word? Questioned my use of it, and it was 100% precise. And uh, he's he's been a little, little shitty about it ever since. Damn you, Tyler. <laughs> no one thinks this joke is funny but us. It, yeah. I know. There were, I'll have to edit out all of that. Then please do. Moving but on to the, your, the next Your punishment is you can talk about Martin Luther King Day. Uh, <laughs> all right. Um, you guys should collect sticker seal games. I'm just going to cut out Martin Luther King Day. Belly Laugh Day is on January 24th, where you can get uh, LOL for the Nintendo DS for $5. Johnny, I don't even know. It's not collectible. It's garbage. We we didn't have to go into the super stupid holidays, but we picked Belly Laugh Day because we thought that LOL on the DS was just worth talking about for these 30 seconds. Yep. That's it. Belly Laugh Day. Moving on. Okay. How about a, a real one? Groundhog Day, February 2nd. Uh, this this we got two good ones for. Uh, the first is any JRPG because it's just the same thing over and over. Yeah, got them. Whoa, whoa, that's this week's jab at JRPGs, whoa. guys. Uh, totally uh, true though. Hundred percent true. Uh, I also put the Stanley Parable. Which what is that? You guys don't even know about. I don't. Even, it might not be on consoles. I guess the Stanley Parable. It's uh, a short narrative game where you basically wake up in an office and you're a guy and you kind of just go around your day doing stuff and a guy narrates exactly what you're doing and then you, you die or the game ends in certain ways and then you start the day over. You know now, why nobody there, knows about this? There's a, there's a game you could have picked that was a CQ favorite from back in the day. But I'll let it go. For Groundhog Day? Mm-hmm. From back in the day? How far back in the day? Oh, from like, uh, I tried to get Cat to play it. And she never did. Oh, like no damn it. it. Oh, this is coming back to me. Stranger. Yeah. No, now it's not coming back to me. Nope. <laughs> I'll let it I'll Oh, let it go. the Life is Strange. Yeah. yeah. That has, I don't life even remember is, that game. That game was so Life boring. is Strange. You also could have said Braid, because you do some go back. Anyway, if you are if you're one of the enlightened people who has played the Stanley Parable, which is an excellent game, uh, IndieBox put out a limited edition PC big box, and the box looks like an old Microsoft Works box, which is awesome, and it's only worth fifty bucks. I feel like in the not too distant past, it was worth like hundreds of dollars. So, hey, fifty bucks for Stanley Parable. Yeah, All right, because I bet- PC. Oh, you forgot to say if a PC game is collectible. Nope. Moving on. I bet nobody knows about this game because they use religious words in the title. Like Little Samson, no one knows because no one played that game at the time because they, they thought it was Samson made by and thought it was tree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think this is like one of those same things. Like, don't use the word parable in your game title unless it's about a Bible parable. That's just not the the game has so. over thirty thousand reviews on Steam. I can't believe you guys have not heard of this game. It was like a smash hit indie game. Nope, I don't right. play PC games. It's kind of our MMO or something. Also, I don't. I just don't Steam. So <laughs> I don't Steam, man. Do you Steam? It's on. Hey, bro, it's you on Steam? Xbox, PS4. You Steam, bro? Oh my god! All right. 
Stefan, here's yours. You get to talk about Lincoln's birthday since you uh, wrote this in. Really? I did not write this one, and I know nothing about North and South. Is it, What, it's a strategy game, right? I'm guessing. Cause it's it's, it's kind of like a real-time strategy game. Yeah. Sure. What system sure. is it on? Uh, I, people at? I know it's on NES. Uh, yes. I think it's, it's on, on a lot NES. of things, including the PC. Wait, why is there a slash because it's also on PC? What's going on here? No, that's card only and complete. Oh man, we're no. getting disorganized. We're gonna have to edit. <laughs> oh, now we're getting disorganized. This is the Tyler. Point where you why feel don't like you? We're getting disorganized. Tyler, you wrote it in, so just finish it off for him. Well, it's it's, it's a video game about the Civil War, which yeah, is fantastic. Lincoln, People think yeah. it's a hidden gem. It's not, and you could spend thirty five dollars for a cart or eighty five dollars on it. I honestly don't think it's that great, Johnny. Do you actually like it? No, I don't. I thought it was bad as a kid, and I never revisited. I remember that. Also, the cover is awful. Tyler didn't do any better than I did. He did a lot better than you. (sighs) All right, how about you take the next one? Beat him and even might take. It's a porn game. All right, so uh, yeah, Valentine's Day. How about some beat him and eat him? It's a porn game for the 2600. Everybody likes porn Because you're all a bunch of single nerds. Uh, Yeah, You'll be jacking it. Yeah. But Uh, So beat him and eat him, 2600. It's... uh, I was going to say it's unlicensed, but like that doesn't really matter for twenty six hundred. Nobody by mystique, uh, and uh, it's like seventy five bucks. So yeah, you uh, can get a. It used to be more than that. It used to always be a solid hundo, and now seventy five dollars you can get it. Me and Johnny were both surprised. There's like, uh, it looks pretty nice, complete for seventy five dollars. Buy it now, unsold on eBay. So they I, found like a case of them or something because there's they're all over. Yeah. This is the original. It's not even the double ender. The original used to be more than the double ender. Now the double ender is more expensive. So you can, if you want the double ender, you're going to pay like, and that's in the yellow box comes with lady in waiting. That's like 200 bucks now. Yeah. The the one where it like, is definitely one of the most popular Atari porn games. Like you don't see late, uh, like night on the town as much as you see beat him and eat him. Correct. All right, Tyler, take us into president's day and Washington's birthday. All right. Uh, well, President's Day, I-, I used to post this on July 4th, but we picked, uh, we picked a different game for that. So Metal Wolf Chaos, uh, if you've seen the trailer for it, it's the entire game is that good. Metal Wolf Chaos, you play the President of the United States piloting a giant robot mech, and you explode out of the White House. It's the first thing you do, and it- it's amazing. It's the most American game ever made on the Xbox, which is the most American console ever made that Atari didn't make. And it never came out in America, but it's getting re-released, which uh, has probably kept the price down a little bit, but it's still worth $130. Yeah, that's not uh, price staying down for an Xbox game. I mean, so it, it, that's, I, that's an expensive Xbox game. Whoa, that, that's like, that's the real price of this game? Well, that's the real price of it, yeah. it's I, I feel like it might have been a little more in the recent past, but uh, yeah, it's been $130 for a long time. That sounds really? Me. Yeah. I think wow. it is... Until it gets re-released, I think this is straight up the best Xbox exclusive. This is the one. It is so good. That's cr- that's crazy to me. It's kind of like a Radiant Silvergun thing, where it's not like the rarest game ever, but there's so much demand for it. Like, if you watch the trailer, you will immediately want it, because it looks so ridiculous. Is this our hype game for the episode? That's our yeah. hype game. Well, <laughs> I mean, the re-release is coming out in <laughs> HD, <laughs> so I feel like there's really so much hype we can have. I'll wow, put the I... choo-choo sound effect in there. Thanks. Man, I totally did not know that. Huh. I I hope this isn't one of the, like the ten I'm missing. Well, it's, yeah, it only came out in Japan. A, yeah, it's not. Oh, it's a, a Japan only game. Oh, yeah. okay. Whew. I don't need <laughs> to buy this game. Thank goodness. 
That's weird. It's the most American game ever, but it came out in Japan only. It's got like an American flag is the entire cover art. Yeah. I don't know. That's pretty pointed. I mean, can you think of another game where you play as the president of the United States? Um, nope. All right. Nope, I can't. So, um, Mardi Gras, you know, March 5th. And the. It was hard to think of a game that could apply to Mardi Gras, so this is pretty loose. Bayou Billy, ladies and gentlemen, for the NES. 20 bucks, but hey, here's a tip. Konami is a popular publisher that people like, and all those people who are buying up all those black box games are going to move over there eventually to the big publishers like Konami, so buy your stupid Bayou Billy while it's $20 instead of $100. Oh my god, you're going to make me buy this right now, aren't you? Uh... Uh, I'm I, I'm pretty sure I bought a Bayou Billy in like the past four months for exactly that reason. There you go. Uh, so. It's so dirt common. I feel like it's impossible that no, no, even no. all of us combined no. can move it. Brave but new we world. will find a no way, way to do it. Yeah. <laughs> well, make sure you get the first print. Shut up, John. Is is there like a, a noticeable first print? I'm sure there is, and some guy knows it. We'll ask K thrower. We need to get K thrower on. The alligator has a boner. <laughs> What? Ew. <laughs> there are currently 312 listings for Bayou Billy. So, guys, we got to get this up from $6 shipped to $8 shipped. Let's do it. Let's do it. I'm ready. All right. Stefan. Is Mardi Gras a holiday? All right. I'm not going to extend yeah, this Mardi episode Gras is a, we need I to. mean, it's yeah. like Ash Wednesday and uh, Lent and all that stuff is built in. And Mardi Gras is the celebration that happens after that as, uh, you know. But it is a thing people celebrate, yes. And there's like Mardi Gras cakes, and you know, there's a little baby in there. If you get it, you have to bring the next cake to what the next it? Mardi Gras party. Wait, there's the a, there's Christian a baby feast a of the Epiphany. What does that yeah. have to do with Louisiana? Because Nolans. <laughs> I've Do people outside New Orleans celebrate this? Yes. All right. Although I'm I sorry like- if I've offended your Mardi Gras celebrators. I have. I've been to many a Mardi Gras party. It's also called Pancake Tuesday. Nobody cares. Yeah. So daylight saving, it's not a holiday, but it's a thing that happens on a day. Uh, And I picked Night Trap because it's night, and daylight saving is a f***ing trap. That is what I wrote down in this entry. Thanks, Good note. It's a fantastic note. Thank you very much. So, you know, it's been reprinted a thousand gajillion times. We put $70 down because that's what it'll cost you on the 3DO, which is my signature system. But you can you can buy it on just about anything ever right now, especially with the reprint of uh, Night Trap for that limited rented. 70 bucks, 3DO, Night Trap, play it on Daylight Saving. That's just that's the dumbest fucking one. It's the stupidest thing. I'm so happy I put this in. Uh, wow. Yeah, we haven't Thank talked you. about Night Trap uh, enough recently. We just needed another chance uh, to bring it up. Yeah. <laughs> An official game of Collector's Quest, Night Trap. Hey, uh, hey, do you want to mention how Nintendo uh, said they'd never be on their system? Let's keep repeating ourselves. Fun fact. Ugh. All right, moving on. Hey, March 11th, guys, did you know that it's Insomnia Awareness Day? And I, this was like, I was looking for ridiculous holidays, and I said, (laughs) I wonder if Insomnia has a day about it. So I wrote in uh, Insomnia Awareness Day, and sure enough, March 11th popped up. (laughs) So for that, I give you 40 winks. And there was a, like a, that was on a PS1 it's like 15 bucks if you want it on the PS1, but there was also like a Pico Entertainment release and the, either an Indiegogo or a Kickstarter campaign where you got a, 
like a little clock stuffed animal and you got a really like you know those off-brand Nintendo 64 controllers that are terrible. You got one of those that said 40 winks on it. The ones you you know you put in the garbage because no one would ever use them. <laughs> yeah, that's cool that Pico gave you one of those if you spent like $150. So people try to make this collectible, but if you just hold out, you can get one for like $50 if you want to buy one on the N64. So well, hold on. There's that, there's two different box variants. I bet you can't get the rarer box variant. Oh, gosh. I <laughs> forgot about the rare box variant. Tyler, tell me what it is that is so variant about this I box. I have no idea. If you spent more money, you get better box art from the Pico Interactive Kickstarter. Wait, oh, yeah? True? Yeah, it's got like the whole cast of characters instead of just the PS1 box art. It's probably I, the collector's I, edition, and your N64 set isn't complete until you have both of them. Yeah, so there's the one, and it, like you said, it's the whole cast. It's got the two like claymation-looking figures, and then everyone else around them. And then the other cover is just uh, the two main cast, like kind of zoomed in and like a skeleton in the background. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so. I have I'm, the ultra rare one, then, so I'm happy. Oh man, you have the ultra rare one <laughs> and that that really and, shitty clock and the shit controller and the oh my god, the shitty clock plush. It is awful. It literally like started coming apart at the seams as I was pulling it from the from the packing. I don't know what to do with like stuffed animals and stuff. Like if you give me that loose with a collector's kind of game, like what am I gonna do with it? Put it on my shelf. It's the gotta game? be in a box. But hey, guess what's gonna be in our flush with plush episode? <laughs> 40 winks! <laughs> blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Alright, as as much as we can poo-poo 40 winks and its crappy quality, which kind of a signature of Pico Interactive, uh, it is kind of significant because it's the first aftermarket n64 release period i think like yes like over a decade of no n64 releases like besides like aliexpress bootlegs so it's kind of cool i don't own one so now i don't know if my n64 collection is complete oh no you got to get both variants of uh, 40 winks come oh, on johnny day. it's yeah. also Stefan, uh, can i have your awful copy of 40 winks nope <laughs> Why? Uh, also tyler uh, it's a little bit significant that it's also developer licensed like they uh yeah. that's actually one interesting thing about pico i i found this out because we were talking about it briefly when i found that uwc prototype they were talking about going to they wanted to do a run and and we're like well we should go to the wc or uh, the wwe and get the license for it uh, which never even happened because we don't know who actually owns the license for that game. But, uh, but yeah, so all the Pico stuff is genuinely licensed as well. So that's not they don't just do like rando bootlegs. No, no, they are they are an up and up company. They can legally sell games. Apparently, like a lot of people on Nintendo Age don't like Pico Interactive. Like no. the guy is apparently like a dick and has done some shady things, but. As someone who collects aftermarket stuff, he's like one of the only guys that's really doing it right and buying IP. So yep. it's hard for me to hate him. Anyway, so 40 Winks, as much as like Tyler said, we made fun of it. Kind of significant game. So it was a fun one to put on the list. St. Patrick's Day is March 17th, guys. And you know what we do on St. Patrick's Day? We validate stereotypes of cultures we don't know as much about. And that's why the perfect game for that is Mike Tyson's Punch-Out! Or really any Punch-Out! I don't understand the connection. Go ahead, go. <laughs> we talk about racism more. <laughs> uh, well, we skipped over Martin Luther uh, King Day, but um, because you anything you say about it would pretty much you, kind of make you a racist. So that's, that's we're not true, falling but, into uh, that night trap. The <laughs> sorry, <laughs> this is my uh, favorite episode. <laughs> Why? Because we keep saying night trap. 
I guess if you don't know, uh, you should really play Mike Tyson's Punch Out. But all of the characters are super racist and stereotypical. So they were really racist and stereotypical in the arcade version of Punch Out with like vodka drunkinski as the Russian guy. And then they just kind of toned it down a little bit to soda popinski in the NES version. But all of them are just pretty terrible. And that's why yeah. Punch Out is this nice moment in history where Nintendo could put out a game like this. And uh, there yeah. would be protests in the streets about it. it. It's weird that the 80s was, you know, largely vaguely racist. No one knew. <laughs> Stay oh. woke. Yep. All right. Uh, Tyler, this one's you as well. You yeah, can talk about Tax Day. Uh, tax Day, Not I put April 15th. Bad day. I don't know when Tax Day is. I just theft. know sometime around there. Because tax tax taxes. Taxation is theft. That's... Where are my libertarians at? I'm a sovereign citizen. Oh, um, <laughs> tax oh, avoiders so on the 2600. Uh, un- I would have said a rare Atari 2600 game. There are three copies of it on eBay. The last one went for $31 shipped complete. So if you want a cool Atari game that no one's ever heard of, you can get tax avoiders. I don't even remember what the gameplay is. I bet yeah, it's look- some kind of 2D shooter. I'm looking at it black now. Like, no, you, you, you like run around it literally avoiding like dollar signs like there's 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 like two screens that are drastically different gameplay one is like closer to like a burger time like ladder game and then the other is you're running around literally avoiding dollar signs this is the golden age of video games guys what what have we been doing we're making all these boring open world and shooting games look at this game yeah so uh good friday uh we picked the niv bible game for uh, game Boy, which is not at all a game, it is straight up the NIV New American or New International Version Bible, uh, and there is also a King James version of the Bible as well that is uh, not nearly as sought after or rare. Which is crazy because the King James Bible is way more popular. <laughs> <laughs> In the new collector's world, like we're not about rarity, we're more about popularity and importance, right? That's right. Collector's tip. Maybe pick up your King James Bibles while they're cheap right now. Just saying. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> uh, so we have it down for well, the swing here. I was 300 to 650. Is that the, the 650 is sealed? Is that what you were doing? No, there's a sealed one for going for 950 that has Ugh. not sold. It used to be 1200 and it's keep going down. Like no one is buying this game at like that price, but it is pretty rare. Like, so it's one of those games where I think they found a trove of them sealed. So it's it's like uh, Mountain Bike Rally Speed Racer where like sealed copies will be out there, even though it's a super rare game. Yeah. So I, I just looked up what I paid for it uh, two years ago. Card only. Uh, yeah. So card only. I bought both of them for uh, both King James and Niv Bible for 100. Can I say Niv Bible? Is that allowed? I paid $175 for them and one, an NIV Bible with a manual in pretty nice condition just sold for 130. Uh, so I would say this game is on the downtrend, even though it's probably the rarest Game Boy game or pretty close to it. The rarest. The rarest. <laughs> it definitely was not in that guy's video of the rarest Game Boy games. <laughs> if we were on Digit Press, I bet people would be calling it an R10. Oh, but it's no funny because that guy's it. name is R10s. Oh my god! <laughs> Whoa! All right. Um, so I'll do Easter. Let's just move past that. Hey, Easter Bunny's big day. 
that's what you can that's what you can play on Easter. It's not actually collectible, but if you try to buy it around Easter, it'll be like thirty dollars. And if you because people want to take a picture of it, but if you buy it the rest of the year, it's like fifteen to twenty bucks. Um, another good one to pick up on this give you a twofer here uh steel eggs also on the ps1 there is a blockbuster rental variant so it's got the little blockbuster logo on it and there's one without the uh that on there the blockbuster rental one the only one that i saw on ebay was actually cheaper than all the non-rental ones but there was way more non-rental ones than the blockbuster exclusive version so um you know you make the call which you buy the cheaper, rarer one is what I would do. So, uh, yeah, if you want it, it's out there on eBay for like $35 right now or about 50 if you want the non-rental exclusive version. There you go, Easter. Enjoy. Shout out to Dizzy Adventures on the uh, Lead and Deck Enhancer. Yeah, also Egg, <laughs> uh, Elemental Gimmick Gear, and um, that's another one you can post on Easter, and that- uh, Egg Mania. Really a Sonic game with Eggman? Yeah. Or There's is Eggmania the Atari game and Egomania is the GameCube game? No, oh, Egomania is the Atari game. Yeah. No. All right. You mixed that. All right. Um, no, I did not. Egomania is an Atari you game. You said Eggmania the first time, though. I said that's a game you could post on Easter as Eggmania. You're crazy, Egomania Tom. is on Xbox and maybe GameCube. Egomania is on the Atari 2600. Oh, my God. Is it different in? Oh, it's because it's different in PAL and NTSC. So it's Eggmania, also known as Egomania in PAL territories. Oh, okay. Mixed up. All right. Yeah. And then there is an Eggmania game, which is different that you can play on uh, PS1 and GameCube and Xbox, I think. I don't know about the PS1 one, but yes, GameCube and Xbox, definitely. Yeah, maybe not PS1. Yeah, I think it's the other ones. Okay. Anyways, oh, and Game Boy. Right, Game Game Boy Advanced. That's are we talking? I feel like that's is that the same game? Oh, on Game Boy Advance, maybe we're really prepared to talk about Egg Mania Extreme Madness. But yes, you're right. It's also on GBA. All right, there you go. Earth Day. Oh, Oh, Stefan. I feel like I haven't gone in a while, which is fine. But uh, Earth Day. How about some Toxic Crusaders for the NES? You guys see? uh, Why for the NES? First appearance of Toxie. On why uh, the NES? Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. You want to do oh, Game Boy. You messed it up. <sighs> I'm doing NES because I'm looking at the gameplay right now, which looks crazy. This game looks good. I haven't played it yet. But uh, your mop is like a pet. It's really weird. Have you seen this game? Have you seen this movie? The series of movies? No, I don't do trauma. Oh. They're gross. Trauma movies are gross. Uh, Yeah, so Toxic Crusaders for the Game Boy because it's the more expensive one. Uh, so that'll set you back around 150 bucks uh, or 370 if you want it loose. I mean, if you want it CIB, I can't talk. It's fine. And you'll be lucky, I think, if you can find it at like 370. Did you find? Were there actual copies on eBay at that price tower? Uh, no, I just put. I just pulled price charting info for all these. Yeah, it, I've I've had that like loosely on my list. I haven't seen one in a little while, but there could be a one up there now. But yeah, that game is kind of hard to find, Tyler. Likes it so much, you bought a fake one. I did. I told that story on the show, but you did. Uh, someone posted a thread like, "Post your Game Boy variants," uh, and I thought I had a cool variant of Toxic Crusaders, which had uh, the Game Boy logo going down the side, like a lot of Game Boy cartridges do. It's just like a style of artwork they did at the time. 
and uh, one of the, like the really big Game Boy guys, I think RPG collector, he's like, that doesn't exist. I'm pretty sure that's a bootleg. And I opened it up. Sure enough, it's a bootleg. Not like an AliExpress one, like an actual 1990s bootleg that probably came out of like Russia or something. Uh, so that was cool. I got to buy a like a $75 game at the time all over again. Did you say but, that bootleg? Because I feel like I feel like bootlegs that were made like during the period are are genuinely collectible sometimes. Uh, yeah, I've got it. I still got it with my Game Boy stuff because it's definitely cooler than owning an AliExpress card. But uh, I, I the real one, right? Just an update on this. Yeah, so there are no completed copies on eBay, or there's no complete copies on eBay, and uh, the only one that's actually on there for a cart only is two hundred dollars, and it is selling at like one seventy five to two hundred if you look at completed auctions. So Oof. yeah, Toxic Crusader, pretty collectible if you're buying it on the Game Boy. There's also you can get a cheap version on the Genesis. You can get the NES version, which is still kind of expensive if you want it complete in box. NES one like apparently 75. on the downtrend. Yeah, and then um, if you want like if you want the Genesis version, it's like thirty five bucks or whatever. So, anyways, that's how you can get your Toxic Crusaders if you want them. I used to mix up Toxy and Swamp Thing all the time because I had no experience with either of them. And then I read Swamp Thing, and now I've just never seen Toxic Avenger. Nice. So I'm with Steph. Well, go go give that a watch. You no. will enjoy it. No. So I'm gonna go ahead and take Star Wars Day. Because I'm the only one who apparently knows about this. Okay, May 4th. You know, get it? May the 4th be with you guys. Hey. May the 4th be with hey. you. Hey. Hey. Hey, you get hey. it? Hey, you guys get it? Star Wars Day is May 4th. Um, anyways. I miss so, the voices. Yeah. Well, there's, there's one. I've done a couple of this show. Uh, Lego Star Wars. This is not Lego Star Wars 2. It is just Lego Star Wars. And that game is fairly common. But there is a version of this game that is super hard to find, and it came with a Yoda minifigure. So it's got like a, a little cutout in the top where the Yoda goes, and that game is just you're like, if you look for it, you're not going to find it. What is the price? I don't know. I don't know if there's any demand for this game. Like one could show up on eBay tomorrow for $20, and or one could show up and put it there for $200 and somebody might buy it. No one knows, because this isn't like a very popularized game. In fact... Back in my Nintendo age, like around, uh, I want to say like 2013, maybe 14, I found one and I was like, hey guys, does anybody know about this? And everyone was like, what is that? Where did this come from? And there's not a lot of good information. I don't have much to say about it other than hard to find. Uh, you can you can look for it. You should. It's uh, collectible and expensive or collectible and cheap because no one wants it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where these collectors for this kind of junk are, are hanging out. We've got this really rare DS. What was it? DS? What, what no, platform was this even? Game Boy. Game, Game Boy, Boy Advance. Advance. Yeah. The heralded Lego Star Wars Game Boy Advance game. Yes. We should, we should just, we should skip Cinco de Mayo. Okay. Yeah, skipping Cinco de Mayo. So for Cinco de Mayo, we put Motoko Chan No Wonder Kitchen, a game no, 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 sponsored no, no, no. by a we mayonnaise company. This. You did this. Tell them why, Tyler. <laughs> I know. I didn't actually want to skip it, but I wanted to make it clear racist. that I regret how bad I am at life. Uh, so we've talked about it before, Motoko Chan no Wonder Kitchen, uh, literally a mayonnaise game that only had 10,000 cartridges produced. So in a literal sense, it is a rare game and it is so easy to find this on eBay. It's worth nothing. 
like $10 for a cartridge. There's a buy it now up for $60 for a complete copy. There's multiple complete copies you could buy. So if you just want a, a rare game that no one cares about, there you go. It's but why did you on. think this Mayo game <laughs> was available on Cinco de Mayo? Because uh, I'm culturally insensitive. All right. Yeah. yeah. Cool. And you were wondering why this is on my Cinco favorite de Mayo? episode. Maybe I could deal with eating. Yeah, they it's about eat food. chips and salsa, and, and they drink Corona. At least that's Wonder what happens in Kitchen. California. You get all that stuff in the Wonder yeah, Kitchen. Yeah, because Tyler's like, it's Cinco de Mayo, right? Because I'm from the East Coast, and I don't know how to say <laughs> these words. <laughs> nope, it sure isn't. All right, hopefully we get uh, a Mario game coming up next. Oh, Man, that's a, that's a hell of a stretch. I'm just looking at the next one. Which I think is me, right? Mother's Day? Yep. Sure. So, this has got to be Tyler. Tyler, did you do this to me? I did not do this. I did this to you. (laughs) Because I didn't want you to talk about what you wanted to talk about. (laughs) Alien 3 with the poster for NES. Because Ripley is the mother of the aliens? Is that your connection here? Well, just the whole lore of Alien and mothers and stuff, so. Wasn't it, was it Resurrection that that got, like, really weird, though? Like, with the half- human yeah. alien and then in prometheus it got really stupid Ugh. because david damian lindelof wrote part of it and then uh made made something i loved terrible thanks for that prometheus is a terrible movie <laughs> if you like prometheus let me i'm gonna soapbox for a minute well we're kicking uh, collector's quest old school uh while i'm just gonna rant about non sequiturs so prometheus is a terrible movie and if you like it Go ahead and start thinking about that movie, and the more you think about it, the worse it gets. Just go ahead and examine the plot where scientists who are terrified of everything and suddenly are like, let's wander down into a dark space. And then they're like, I'm afraid of everything. Oh, and oh, here's a cute little baby alien looking thing that like it like slimy and terrifying looking. He's like, he's so cute. Come here, little guy. And then dies. Because why would he do that? It's, and then, you know, like the smartest guy on the ship is like suddenly, oh, hey, I think I'll become a weird, jealous, raging drunk and be a terrible scientist and forget all about science. I just the movie, the movie is dreadful. It's cinematically it's it's a nice shot, but every twist and turn in that movie is total. D- Winona Ryder in Alien Resurrection. So hot, by the way, just got to put that out there. She's All right. Very attractive woman. Super attractive in that movie. All right. Cool. Collector's <laughs> Quest. Now objectifying women. Yes. Perfect. Just, just Winona Ryder. It's fine. All um, right. Uh, yeah. So Alien 3 with the poster for the NES. Uh, tracking about 70 bucks. Johnny, what's the what's the delta on that for the poster? Like, what is the... Do you know what the... like? Nah, I mean, poster's going to run you like $20 if you don't get... You can find copies for like 40 bucks, but you if you're collecting, right... Get the one with the poster, spend a little more, and make sure your copy has that. There's also uh, Alien 3 for uh, Game Genesis Boy? and Super and, uh, and Game, Game Boy. Boy. Super, yeah, it's Super all over the place. It was a cusp yeah. game, so yeah, it was good. Yeah, but this one like very specifically has a poster that's harder to find. That's why we picked that one. Yeah. Also, uh, we should have talked about Earthbound, but no, I'm not allowed to talk a, about Earthbound Alien anymore. Alien is not it's Earthbound. It's actually Mother 2. But anyway, moving on to <laughs> Father's Day. Uh oh. Which I did not get wrong in the last podcast. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. I know. Yeah, you tried to call me out, said I got it wrong. But we both heard it, and words. we were I heard Stefan like he was like waiting to say something, and I'm like, I heard it too. 
Yeah, you, it's there's a world like the everyday world most days where both you and Stefan get to be wrong about most things. Just <laughs> like that episode, right and now it's collect, for proof. And that's all that matters on the collector. All right, we'll talk about who won collecting this week. That's <laughs> um, right. New segment. Yeah, Speaking of you being a terrible person, Tyler, we'll get there. We'll get all there. Right. Father's Day, June 16th. Don't forget. Oh, you already did, because who cares about Father's Day? I put Me. Super Star Wars Who's Empire Strikes Back. the only guy on the podcast who isn't a father. I just became a dad. It was my first one. Jesus no one cares. It's like, uh, a, oh, don't, for, don't forget to call your dad, but he won't be mad at you if you don't. And my wife cool. bought me but your sweet mom, gifts. She got me terraforming, completed my turbo CD set. If you think Father's Day is even equally important to Mother's Day, please write into the show and explain your reasoning. Because your mom matter. gave birth to you. Your dad just yeah, supplied the sperm. You're right. It definitely didn't take two. Not a good <laughs> Yeah, you're a bad person. Like... Super Star Wars Empire Strikes Back, the Super Star Wars series. The original prints have a little ugly JVC logo that's kind of protruding on the side of the box. And the reprints... ugly. They're beautiful. ...have a... A THQ. You only think they're beautiful because those are the first prints. Yep. Oh, you want to hear? Let's get into. Wow, we got two Star Wars games on this list. Cool. Um, also, if you look at the Game Boy version of Empire Strikes Back, there's the Capcom and the THQ version. The Capcom is the better one to buy. So there you go. The more you know. Cool. Wait, there's so, a Capcom and what? Not gonna. You're not gonna and say THQ. You're not gonna say why oh. it's uh, appropriate for Father's Day, there, Tyler. You want to explain? Why oh, yeah, so uh, the game stars Luke Skywalker and his parents are dead, so he doesn't have to celebrate Father's Day and he can go on <laughs> saving the galaxy. Yeah. But wait, hold yeah. on. So I didn't know about this Game Boy thing. So there's a THQ and a Capcom one. Yep, and that same. doesn't count as two different published releases in the set list. Nope. You suckered him in, oh. Johnny. You just you just made a sale right now. Uh, yep. I mean, yes, <laughs> one you did make a sale. Uh, yeah, but also guess what? Go look at Star Wars as well. Same thing. I want to do the... Uh, did we we didn't do a So You Want to Collect Game Boy, did we? We have not done that yet. Uh, we need to talk about all these double published games. If you oh, know more, this is going to be awesome. Okay. Get oh, ready for So You so Want to Collect Game Boy, guys. I'm excited and I'm going to buy variants that I didn't know existed. Yep. Ugh, that, that's going to be a hard episode. We're going to have to... I'm going to have to call a few people to get extra information. There's a few people that have uh, very good Game Boy information. I know a few. Excellent. Get them as a... Uh, Help us out a little bit. Okay. Who wants um, to do the most boring one on the list? July 4th. That one, I I daggered Stefan on this one. Yeah, so yeah. I have a story about this. This was not okay. So Independence <laughs> Day. For, <laughs> shut up. Independence Day <laughs> for the Saturn and the PS1. So so I hit these two up on, on 4th of July uh, on Facebook. And I'm like, oh, like in chat. I'm like, oh, you know, it really sucks that I don't have Independence Day. So I can post it on, uh, you know, today on, on Instagram. And Johnny goes, wait, they made an Independence Day game for Saturn and PS1? And I go, yeah. And he goes, I own those. And then he goes to Instagram and he puts them on his fucking feed. Oh, I'm so mad. I was so mad. I was like, you dick. It was, it was, it was the worst. You were the worst. <laughs> it's it not really like there weren't me. other people posting the same thing. It was really funny to me. I'm like, oh, I own both of these. I should have tagged you on both of them. Did I tag you, you on, on at least one of them? Yes. Oh, good. Uh, oh. Guys, if you don't notice, uh, when I tag people, I the placement of the tags are intentional. I Like, 
if you look at the the stack up picture I just did on Instagram the other day, if you look on Clue Clue Land, that's where Tyler is tagged. <laughs> I did not notice that. <laughs> yep, you're tagged on uh, Clue Clue Land. So I do that. I do stuff like that on purpose. I so. was so fucking mad. A- Additional, so yeah, it was. I saw your Facebook. Like he was so mad, he posted on Facebook so people I actually know would see it. So, so he, mad, yeah. Uh, he was, he was mad. That was so yeah, great. Uh, now that you know, I don't think we have accurate prices on this one, but they're not expensive either of them. I mean, the Saturn one's going to be a little bit more expensive than the PS One one because it's a Saturn game. I'm going to uh, say it's twenty dollars, but yeah, we're living prob- in the future, like, so I'm going to say it's thirty dollars. <laughs> probably fifteen to twenty. Yeah. So uh, they're not good games. But, uh, yeah, you can buy them and put them up there for Independence Day, especially right. if you're Johnny. Yep. Thanks for the ideas. Game uh, Value sure. now has the Saturn version at $12. We are not looking oh, there you in the go. future. Okay. <laughs> We're not. Uh, there's, you're not getting that for $12. It's like, yeah, I know. It's like $12 yeah. shipping. $12 plus $17 shipping. Yeah. All right. Um, I'll, do, uh, I'll do not this next one. Tyler, you can take <laughs> July 8th, National Video Game Day. That's not even a holiday. It's not. We wrote anything you, you f***ing want, bitch. Which <laughs> that sounds like Stefan wrote that. That I, is Stefan, one hundred percent humorous for inflection. What I really wrote was anything you f***ing want, bitch. Okay, yeah. so we should have Stefan cool. do that. One. So, for the kid-friendly episodes, which we tried to do on uh, this episode, what you didn't hear. Uh, over that was Stefan saying, "I actually meant to write it like this," and then a series of bleeps. So that's. All right. I told you this is my favorite episode ever. Yeah. Um, July 21st, also not a real holiday, but it's ice cream day. It is officially ice cream day, guys. And and because it is ice cream day, what better game to post on Instagram than Cold Stone Creamery Scoop It Up? Yes. Shucks, I you're going to have just missed this one when this episode goes I out. know. Man, that's that's a shame. <laughs> Edit uh, maybe faster, I'll, God. Yeah, maybe I'll <laughs> dig it out of my Wii boxes and... Uh, throw it up but the best part about this game is it's about five dollars so it will actually cost you more to go eat at cold stone creamery than to buy this game so that's uh that's a fun thing um who wants to take september 11th <laughs> should it be me nobody i'll do 9 11 uh, gonna... so um there are a lot of bad jokes that can be made about 9 11 uh, i will remind anyone who hears these jokes i did serve in the military during this time frame, uh, you can think of any of them. Um, we didn't do those. I'm going to tell you an actual collectible game to look for to post on September 11th. And that's a PS1 game. And it's the variant of Siphon Filter 3. And it has, uh, you know, it's got the towers and it's got like the flag on it. And uh, not very many of those made it out for sale. And if you want it, it's like between three and $500. So... You can look forward to paying that if you want the variant cover of Siphon Filter 3. Is my uh, memory serving me correctly that there was also a Spider-Man game that they... Yes, a spider, it's Spider-Man 2. It, you, I don't know if you can tell by the box or if you have to go into the game, but there was one where the towers were still present, and they recalled it and removed them, or removed that scene or something, I think. Yeah. But, yeah. And then... Uh... Grand Theft Auto 3 had a mission removed that was related to terrorism um, after yeah. 9-11 too. So there were a bunch of games that were affected by it. That Siphon Filter one is probably the best and most collectible, though. Yep, for sure. Good choice. Yeah. Oh, man. Step Family Day. Does someone else want to do this, or should I do it? Just, no, Tyler. Do it, this is you, Ty- Tyler. You can do it. What? No, I don't care about Harry Potter. 
I don't even know what yes. POA stands for. Prisoner of Azkaban, got it. Harry Potter <laughs> and the Prisoner of Azkaban, Platinum Hits. If you're one of these guys collecting Platinum Hits, all right. Uh, platinum Hits are the Xbox budget label, if you don't know, for some reason. Uh, Everyone one, collecting this. Stop collecting Platinum Hits. <laughs> unless you're like one of these guys that have everything Xbox. You're just not going to get them all. And I guess I put the price as legwork because you could probably get it for $5 if you really look hard enough. I guess it's one of the more uncommon ones, but yeah, it's not like yeah, impossible. Yeah. Everyone seriously collecting platinum hits is currently on this podcast. Uh, no, we have people <laughs> listening to One of Super Nintendo. He's like got, this. there's some, there's that whole Xbox crew nah, that has like true. crazy yeah, yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. He okay, is, he's like one of the three people in the world who has GTA double pack platinum hits. True. All right, uh, let's skip that one and go right to Talk Like a Pirate Day. This was Stephen. mine. I love Talk Like a Pirate Day. So for Talk Like a Pirate Day, you could post... Actually, there's a bunch of pirate... There's a pirate game for the NES. There's uh, Sid Meier's Pirates. But uh, the one that I picked is Secret of Monkey Island for the Sega CD, uh, just because I really like LucasArts point clicks. And uh, they're awesome. And it's about 50 bucks, so it's not going to hurt you too bad if you want the Sega CD version. There's also... This is one of these few times, I think, where the PC game will actually cost you quite a bit more uh, than the console version. So, yeah, get it for uh, Sega CD and uh, play Secret of Monkey Island on Talk Like Pirate Day. Also, shout out to the Collector's Quest podcast, which uh, once upon a time did an episode about pirate games. That's a true story. Did you talk about Pirates of Dark Water? Or were we not in that area? By the way... If you're listening and you haven't joined our forum yet, let's take this moment and get somber and you want to discuss how sad you are about the Pirates of Dark Water never being completed, please join our our little Facebook group. It is Pirates of Dark Water Rules. Um, there's many of us there. We're growing in numbers and sadness every day. So many find that us. on Facebook. Find us on Facebook. Many of us. We gained one. We gained one follower since watching. <laughs> I can't even make it through this week. <laughs> We've gained many followers. Sadly, the Pirates of Dark Water Facebook group has more than the Collector's Quest Facebook group on. <laughs> so, you know, there's also that. Anyways, yeah, there's a lot of pirate games. That's the point. I'm not touching this one, September 27th, <laughs> September so someone 27th, else can do that. Guys, that's that's Native American Day, uh, and you could post Wampum for the NES, a culturally insensitive platform game where you play as a stereotypically drawn caricature of an Indian. It's really bad. Or Native American. If you've, if you've never seen it, it's really bad. Uh, yeah, so uh, on Native American Day, what whew. you can find is that... Um, in the 80s, it was racist. Oh, wait, we already covered this, didn't we? The 80s was pretty racist still. And uh, so if you had things like Native Americans, all of those games would be, um, they would be shit shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much they would just be like bad depictions and uh, buy with caution and post with caution. Anyways, that's it. Wampum's like uh, 80 bucks complete. Yeah, it I is. I usually think of that in like kind of the upper echelon of uncommon games, but I guess it's relatively affordable if you want to spend more money on an indian stereotype you could go with cowboy kid yep uh but wampum is a jalco game so it's one of those sweet white box games <laughs> though like jalco has <laughs> there's I'm the... not even gonna make a, a white joke when we're talking <laughs> about all right no no that's not what i mean there the jalco published boxes were all white except for two of them this is all as, getting cut as unlike okay. the black box games <laughs> so 
Yeah, I, I see the connection there and why that is problematic. Moving <laughs> on. Yay. Yeah. All right. October 10th, World Mental Health Day. This was another one of mine. Actually, so there were two that I had picked uh, first, and that was Psychonauts and Alice, because those both actually deal with mental health uh, on a, in, a, in a semi-serious or rather at least plot-driven way. Uh, then somebody else who will remain nameless suggested Shelley Duvall's It's a Bird's Life. Sensitivity all the way around on the Collector's Quest podcast. Yeah. Um, but actually, I only know that she- I, I don't want to say the word crazy because I don't know what Shelly Duvall is. Does she actually have a mental illness or does she just act strange? No, she actually had a mental illness. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Well, don't call her crazy then. That would be insensitive, guys. Uh, so uh, Psychonauts actually uh, is enjoying a resurgence, I think, right now. It's uh, been... Which is, we got an HD remaster, or we're getting one real soon, and we're getting a sequel. Um, so that's uh, and Psychonauts is a an, an amazing game too. Uh, so good, yeah, so good, pretty good. Um, and then the whole uh, storyline behind Alice is uh, you know you you play Alice as an Alice in Wonderland, but from the aspect that uh, uh, Wonderland thing is is a sort of a, a men- mental illness driven adventure. So those are two that would be genuinely appropriate for World Mental Health Day. There's also a bunch of games that happen in asylums. Um, what's what's that? Uh, dementia. A dementia the Ward. Yeah, Dementia 2 the War or Dementia 2 uh, is the collectible one on the DS, right? There are a lot here because video games like to talk about this kind of stuff. Not in a sensitive way, but in a horror aspect. So, there you go. There you go. I, I just want to point out that Psychonauts already has a sequel. Stefan, come on. What? The, yeah, the VR one. The Rhombus of Ruin? Oh, I've really? never heard anyone say a single thing about it. That is how important it is. Because it's a PSVR game and it's relatively new. You know where and else it is? It's on the PC. Yeah. And it's Dementium, not Dementia, Dementium 2. So I had my names wrong. But yeah, that game's like 80 bucks. Cool. Also, the upcoming Psychonauts 2, I think, is actually called Psychonauts 2. So It is. Yeah. So uh, that that's a thing. Columbus Day. Columbus Day. Go ahead, Tyler. You're insensitive. Do it. Uh, For Columbus Day, you could post Wampum again. Although this time the title is uh, a little more offensive. Yeah. Next is Halloween. (laughs) Moving on. Yeah. Wait, actually, speaking of the Wampum title, uh, I think I read this on Wikipedia one time. Wampum is like a mnemonically similar to Wampum, like the currency. And I never put that together until that was pointed out to me. So maybe oh, someone learned something. Okay. Way to, way to turn it to education. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, Halloween. Here's a game. Halloween Racer. It is a Game Boy Color game. And it is PAL. And it's kind of hard to find complete. If you find it, you definitely have to get it from Europe. It's about $30, but shipping could be anything. You know, like. 10 to 40 dollars it is a a halloween themed cart racer it's kind of funny um not many people have it here but if you wanted to post something kind of interesting on halloween that most people won't show you that's my pick do you know it's of any other exclusive? halloween themed games johnny oh i don't know any other halloween themed <laughs> games i definitely don't post 31 different ones each october so don't worry about that I might have even done podcast episodes. I don't know that I dragged Tyler into each like kicking and screaming each Halloween. 
Not each Halloween, each episodes. entire month of October. <laughs> yeah, so there's that's a thing. Anyways, this one's for you, Stefan. You get to p- do this one. Yeah, Day of the Dead. Uh, Grim Fandango, if you aren't familiar, is a, another point-and-click adventure that I love that is Day of the Dead-themed. Uh, and what I think is interesting about Grim Fandango now is that the uh, the new PS4 version uh, is drastically more expensive right now than the uh, the original PC big box releases, which will cost you about forty bucks. If you wanted the PS4 version right now, now you will get it sealed for this for this price, but it's about ninety dollars, and that is because the IM eight bit copy, which is the PS4 version, is totally sold out. So you cannot go to IM eight bit and buy Grim Fandango, unlike Mega Man X or Mega Man Two. Uh, but it's going to cost you about 90 bucks if you want the PS4 version. It's But I will say it is an amazing game. Uh, but you can also play it on the HD version, I think, is on Steam. Um, well, you can also just get the digital version on PS4 for like $10. And I think it was free a couple months ago um, if you're a PS subscriber. But absolutely amazing, amazing game. Please play it any day of the year, but especially Agreed. on Day of the Dead. Yep. Stefan and I agree 100% on something. Amazing. Uh, yeah, no, I love Grim Fandango. You should go play it. The collector's edition that came from I Am 8-Bit. I like it so much, I bought something from I Am 8-Bit. That's how much I like this game. It came with, uh, it looks like a matchbook, but it's not. It's actually a notepad, but it's like they made it into like a matchbook. And the golden train ticket uh, also comes in the box. And it comes with this slip cover that's really tight and hard to get off, or maybe that was just my copy. So, yeah, Grim Fandango, if you want to own a physical copy, um... Buy the PC version. Don't spend ninety bucks on it unless you love it. Then go get it. Nope. I'm a. I also love Grim Fandango. Everyone loves Grim Fandango. Who doesn't like that yeah, game? Yeah, I think it's I'm... uh, it's such a cool theme. Like games don't get like really strong themes like this as much as they used to. Sometimes like tax avoiders. But I'm gonna call this out. This is another situation like people not buying original Donkey Kong cabinets where you're collecting wrong if you're buying the PS4 version. Buy the original PC release and then spend $10 on your stupid digital version, remake, whatever console you actually want to play it on. But to have the game in your collection, just get the real version, not the stupid remake that costs three times as much. Or don't buy PC versions of anything, because gross. It's a PC game! (laughs) Or don't buy PC versions of anything, because gross. Oh my god. Or buy whatever you want because we don't tell you how to. Collect. No, I'm gonna tell yeah, you how to. Got the right <laughs> this stupid Infinity Engine games, Baldur's Gate and Icewind Dale, are like a hundred dollars. Oh my god! Did you buy one? No. Although I, I kind of want to get the Icewind Dale two big box before anyone gets interested in Icewind Dale two. I don't think that'll happen, but I think the big box only came out in Poland. I said that last episode, so here's my correction now. Hi, listeners. Again, I'm wrong about big box PC games. There was indeed an Icewind Dale 2 big box that came out in America. It is definitely rare. And I'm not talking about the collector's edition. That's a whole nother thing. It is much more common in Asia and Australia. Perfect. Yep. All right. Hey. Did did you want to go ahead and do November 3rd, Stefan? Daylight saving. How about you play Night Trap? Okay, moving on. <laughs> Thanksgiving Mania for the Atari 2600. This game is about $50 complete in box. Okay, why is this game called Egomania? It is not about egos. 
It does star a turkey. That's why we're talking about it for Thanksgiving. You're a turkey that, like, drops eggs and someone underneath, like, catches them. It's a weird game, but it stars a turkey. And really, like, aside from, like, turkey shoot or getting picking a Cabela's game, this was the best we could do for Thanksgiving. Sorry. Now that I'm thinking about it, I think one of the South Park games might have, like, those angry yeah, homicide yes. turkeys in there. Yeah, the coming right for us bit from yeah, South yeah, Park. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yes. South Park, the game, has that in there as well. But that that's also a choice. Okay. Egomania right. is a game. It, it, it looks like a fourth grader drew the cover art of the turkey that's pooping out eggs. Uh, the game does not look very interesting. And it's a game you see everywhere. I, I would not expect it to be as common as it is. It's kind of crazy. All right, I'll do the next one. Black Friday, the Great Wall Street fortune hunt. Get it, guys? Because no, no, no we don't. Go do you ahead. Get it? Do you, nope. It's for the Let's Odyssey too. It's one yep, of the, the board it. game games. Yeah, don't get it. Go it ahead. has a. It's a multiplayer game where you compete with stocks, but it has a fun variant, which is the only way I've played, where you can play by yourself. And the way you play by yourself is you just play by yourself and see if you can get like a certain amount of money. But the game the game isn't smart enough to keep track of how much money you have if i'm remembering this correctly so the odyssey 2 like literally can't keep track of your money so you do that with the board game pieces and you can take out loans and the other players are supposed to check your loans but if you're playing by yourself you could take out illegal loans and that's like part of the game and there's no one there to check you for it so it's really easy to win by yourself anyway that's worth, uh, I put $2,275. There was an auction that went for 20 because no one wants this game, but uh, people have been desperately buying Buy It Now's in the 60 to $70 range. Okay. So, Stefan, you want this next one? Uh, Ninja Gaiden Trilogy? Gaiden? Gaiden? Have we ever decided on that? Did we, do we have a definitive answer? It's Gaiden. Is have it? you seen The Wizard? The guy says Gaiden! <laughs> Tyler, I don't know why you put this on here for the hair. So yeah, no, you get to well, do for one. Cyber Monday, we put Ninja Gaiden trilogy because right. it's the same thing but way worse. Ah, uh, so, uh, another really think, funny one by Tyler. Not only I, but like every listener just went. Oh, <laughs> true story. If you understood this one before we explained it, I don't know. I didn't have an end to that sentence, but I said it. Yeah, good on you. Yeah. Good on you. All right. Do you want to tell them how much it is? It's a $120 cart and $266 was the complete cost. Uh, it's probably a little more than that for a nice one. We've talked about that, though. We shit on this game all the time, as it should be done. All right. Uh, December 7th, Pearl Harbor Remembrance Day. Hey, guys. Uh, for this one, I chose In the Hunt. Hey, we did 9-11. We have to do the other U.S. tragedy. Um, yeah, In the Hunt. Why? Because it's a submarine game. That's it. We could have done the Call of Duty Rising Sun and uh, any of those other games and uh, would have been, you know, not very interesting. Anyways, In the Hunt is actually a collectible game and very specifically you can buy it on the Saturn or the PS1. But the PS1 has the most collectible version because they have the long box version. That's the first print. But PlayStation is weird. So jewel cases, the second prints are more expensive. So it goes from like an eighty to ninety dollar game to like a hundred and seventy five dollar game if you want the the jewel case. So buy in the hunt or don't. Actually, and it's actually even though it's a two D game, much like Metal Slug, and it's great. Saturn like normally would be what I tell you to go play it on, but actually PlayStation did a better job uh, handling it, less lag. So uh, play it on PlayStation. It's weird for me to say that. 
Oh, so it's all right. A, it's really. Good. I feel like I love the, the the Siphon Filter Three with its American flag background. That's a, it's a pretty good 9/11 game. I feel like posting a submarine shooting game on Pearl Harbor Day is really weird. If it wasn't something that happened like 75 years ago. Yeah. Oh. Yep. Shoot up giant fish monsters in your submarine to remember Pearl Harbor. Look, it's a submarine. Pearl Harbor is a sub base. That's the connection there, people. That's what I'm doing. Moving on to Christmas. Who wants Christmas? I'll do Christmas. All right. So I know everybody groans because Die Hard, the whole Die Hard is a Christmas movie thing. But I think this is a good a good one to post uh, on Instagram because of exactly that. Everyone thinks about it as like, oh, this is the Christmas movie. So if you're looking at, if you're looking for games to actually post uh, on Christmas, I think Die Hard is a great choice. And there are several very collectible ones. Uh, the NES one being no exception. So Loose Cart would run you about 95 bucks. Uh, but Complete is going to be closer to about 230 um, so yeah, Die Hard. I would also accept Toe Jam and Earl, which I think I got shot down. That's right, I did get shot down for the Christmas episode on Toe Jam and Earl. There's absolutely Santa did I Claus. Shoot you down on that? I wouldn't. No, Johnny did. Johnny okay. shot me down for Toe Jam and Earl as a Christmas game because literally a game about collecting presents. Yeah, in like, which, that's the entire in game which of Toe Santa Jam and Claus in a rocket pack actually <laughs> flies around. Like absolutely 100 percent a Christmas game. <sighs> Johnny, I'm I think that's more. This, this is the this is the episode. Die Hard. I know this is the episode where I'm just mad at Johnny for things. Okay, that's <laughs> fine. I'm, uh, I'm I'm good with that. Also, we had other Christmas games at that point, so we were just saving stuff. We got a lot of Christmas episodes coming up, but way to out your your one pick for next Christmas. Uh, just to just to remind everybody, because I forget this literally every time. Die Hard Arcade is the expensive one. Die Hard Trilogy is not expensive. It's like thirty dollars versus ninety dollars. Yep. Also, and um, Toe Jam. There's and also Earl. a. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna say there's also a Die Hard trilogy too. Also on the PS One. Don't buy that one, but it's more expensive. It's like twenty five bucks. And you can get uh, an actual Die Hard arcade Sega STV cartridge for like less than fifty bucks if you want to collect correctly and get the actual arcade version of the game. But no, yep. I'm, I'm I'm cool with no, you buying the kidding. Sega Saturn version. <laughs> That, that's the one to buy. Or the Nintendo, uh, just die hard. Or the Game Boy one. Anyways. What a bunch um, of good games. And we all I agree it it's a Christmas movie. No one's going to argue there, right? I, I take it all back. Do Toe Jam and Earl. Post Toe Jam and Earl. Oh, it's my God. <laughs> it's also no. a roguelike. Toe Jam and Earl is a roguelike. I, I want you to know, we have this doc, and every time that somebody says something Tyler doesn't like, he goes and he posts banal by the game. <laughs> Because he got, he, that's, you want to know how passive aggressive Tyler can be? These are the moments I'm talking that, about that that's you can't a, that, see. That is aggressive aggressive. I don't know what you're talking about. No. No, because he doesn't know if we're seeing it. He just like puts it in there. Maybe we see it. Maybe we don't. I see what you're doing, Tyler. I've seen it in the last couple of games you've done it on to. Yep. Anyways. That might be happening. Uh, so uh, here's here's an extra. If, uh, because this is like a ridiculous topic. And like, here's some games you can post on Instagram because that's what us collectors love to do now. That's kind of, we're taking a shot at collectors. That's what this episode is. So if you're just like taking a trip to the dentist or something, you could uh, you could post a game like Tooth Protector. Tyler, tell me about Tooth Protector. We so we did all these holidays, and then we were kind of going to do like other stuff, and we only put two. But yeah. okay, 
If you're going to the dentist, you can propose tooth protectors. It was a mail order game from Johnson and Johnson. Uh, Stefan, you looked it up. I think it's like uh, Missile Command, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe it's not. Anyway, it's one of these super rare Atari games that you're just never going to see anywhere. And apparently it's worth $155 card only. Uh, don't mix it up with Plaque Attack, the other game about brushing your teeth on Atari 2600. Atari 2600 is amazing! Uh, yeah, Plaque Attack, not super rare. Yeah. Or, or Tooth Invaders for the Commodore 64. There's a lot of game about teeth, apparently, in the early There 80s. used to be, but like we're not going to get an Xbox One game about teeth. And why not? And never this is su- ridiculous. And why not? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. All right. Uh, hey, uh, here's here's some games if you want to talk about them. If you're getting married and you're going to do that thing that, uh, you know, before the marriage ceremony happens where you either have a bachelor party or a bachelorette party, you could go buy some more porn games on Atari <laughs> called Bachelor Party and Bachelorette Party. They are collectible because they're porn games. They are like $150 plus each if you want them in the box with the little leather case and the, and the key, yes, they have double enders available of these two in different colored boxes, and those are about the same price for these. So there you go. That's that's it. Bachelorette party really the same price as bachelor party? I would have thought that is a lot rarer. Not a lot. But... I I think it's rare, but I don't think there's much of a price difference when I've seen it. I could be wrong. Yeah, about that. I mean, no, no one buys these games people put them up for like four hundred dollars all the time and it's like well no one's looking for it so no one's giving you four hundred dollars dude give me an right. option so so when it actually sells it's like 150 dollars. so that's it tooth- that's the games we did it christmas in july woo woo tooth protectors looks fun woo. i was just looking at that so it's it's not it's not a uh, missile command game it's like missile command but also like a uh, Pong clone. It's like where you're the guy is like shooting down at you and you're deflecting bullets, protecting the teeth, right? Like it's a it's a paddle game if you can envision. Oh, yeah, that. all right. Yeah, looks fun. I want to play it now. I'm gonna go play. Well, it. go get one and put it next to your Chase the Chuck wagon. Start like a rare Atari game collection. That would be awesome. Hey, Can and when your you? daughter loses a tooth, you could put that tooth right next to this box and take a picture of it. No, gross. What? That is gross. Yeah. Over the line, Johnny. <laughs> oh, is it? Oh, for you, that that's was, over the line? That's the most ridiculous uh-huh. thing we've said. Yeah. That's that's the one that did it. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's move to the second half of the show. Guys, we're going to introduce a new segment here. We always talk about what we are playing and what we've bought, but we've decided we're going to vote um, at the end of each show, and you guys can tell us in the comments who you think wins, but we're going to vote who won collecting this week after we talk about what we bought. Because, right, that's what collectors do. We're taking shots at collectors. You're just trying to win collecting. Every picture you take is, like, just so you can show off how much money you make or something, Uh, not just your love of video games and not to be participatory in a thing. It's just because, like, look at these monies I got. I put it in video games because I'm a bad investor. Um, Yeah. I I thought we were just making fun of Tyler. Yeah, this, uh, this, that, this that, whole segment that came too. about because you guys thought what I bought was so bad. Yeah, because you are the epitome of collectors, Tyler. <sighs> I'm taking this out on you. Anyways, so we're going to do this segment. And if it's really dumb, we won't do it again. There there have been some misses in, in segment creations on Collector's Quest. <laughs> this one might time, be one of them. It might be. One time we attempted to read funny parts of manuals because manuals are hilarious if you ever read them on the NES. 
did not go over well. People were not interested. But the best manual page I posted, it is from Rygar. If you haven't seen it, it's um, Eerie Beast Wriggling. Yeah, it's like Eerie Man Beast Wriggling something. It's uh, for their Beastiary page, where they just show the enemies. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Go look at that. Anyways, uh, let's, let's let Tyler go first and talk about what he bought this week. Tyler? <laughs> Do we want to do the WADA check-in first? We got to put this somewhere, Johnny. Oh, uh, do you want to? Okay. Let's so, do the WADA check-in. Okay, because people... Uh, they people, do ask. I've got, I've got, like, multiple PMs. This is great. I get PMs now because people know I'm the one who's, like, way into tracking, like, the high-end crazy people game market. Uh, people have been talking about um, certified link auctions just ended, and there have been a few crazy things on Heritage and, and eBay and stuff. Uh, so I guess the, the big one was... There was a $22,000 6.0 complete in box matte sticker Mario, which what like mind blown. That is absolutely bananas. I don't know when the last matte sticker Mario in average condition sold, but a year ago, definitely probably $2,000 or less, like definitely a 10 times increase on this game. Um, but I, you know, I, I don't keep track of like the black box stuff, so I don't really know. At least before February of this year. I'm sorry, Tyler. Did you say this was complete or sealed? Complete. Oh wow. There, there is no Matt sticker sealed Mario that we know of, anyway. Uh, so yeah, that's bananas because I'm not going to say it's caught. Co- it's definitely not common, but uh, I don't know. It's bananas. I don't think it's that different from all the other crazy stuff that's been happening because it's Super Mario Brothers. It is the game, but. Uh, there was a Castlevania hang tab that sold for twelve hundred dollars oh, right after Johnny had some cancelled auction on him. Uh, why? This is a uh, terrible but awesome story, Johnny. I think you should tell it. Okay, so if you guys remember, what was it? Two episodes ago, so like a month ago, I said, "Hey kids, if you like hang tabs, make sure you buy that Castlevania one." Because I had just bought one, and I was like, "Cool, it's gonna, it's marked as shipped." eBay seller comes back. Like three days later, after the episode is posted, cancels my order. Canceled it. Then I go and look on eBay. All of them have sold. And then suddenly they're all in WADA auctions and they're all like $1,000. There's none on eBay. The ones that come up are like 500 So just totally got, totally got effed. So good on you collectors for buying them. But damn it, if you're the person who canceled my e- eBay auction because you're like, Oh, I'd go make an extra $200. I'm coming for you. That's a slimy dick move nonsense. Or if you're one of those people who saw that, saw the completed auction and then backdoored me, I'm going to stab at it. I'm stabbing you with a knife. Somewhere very unpleasant, like your Achilles. It's going to hurt. So with my Zelda that got canceled, like two more copies immediately came out of the woodwork and one of them has already decreased their buy it now price. So I'm just sitting back. I'm waiting for the one I want. I don't want the one with the overlap seam because I think it's ugly. Give me just that nice vertical seam. All right. Speaking you of. You just mentioned it. It's uh, Now it's gone. Whatever. I mean, if it sells, I, I'll, I'll have to live with it because prices are so crazy on stuff for now. That Castlevania that sold, that was just raw. I'm saying raw as if complete in box games are usually graded, but that was just like a regular eBay copy, which is pretty crazy. You said that these things have been filtered out to WADA. I don't think uh Hank Tab Castlevania has actually sold graded. Yet. No, I just I just know that people bought them to send them. To yeah, WADA. people are hoarding this kind of stuff like crazy. Yeah. 
the craziest thing out, out of like all this stuff is sold a, a sealed Metal Gear sold for six thousand dollars. Like just straight up Metal Gear. That is not a six thousand dollar game, but it was in super nice condition. Sonic one. Sonic the Hedgehog 1. So most copies, like 90% of copies, are the not-for-resale version, pack-in version. Everyone has Sonic 1. The game sold 15 million copies. The black box version is harder to find. I would say it's a $15 game on average. One sold graded complete in box with a chopped-off hang tab, which is super common on Genesis boxes. And you could just switch it out. For $1,200 complete... Not the first print, just the regular $15 version. Not that anyone cares what the first print of Sonic is. Apparently, it has to do with the text on the back bottom of the box. On the back box where it either says patent pending, printed in Japan, or like made in Japan or something. Yeah. So that's not like a paradigm shift in video game collecting. That was just a very bad decision by someone. So a sealed Sonic 2 sells for about $400. I would argue a much, not only a much better game, a more iconic game, kind of the game you think of when you think Genesis. Sonic the Hedgehog wasn't that good, but uh, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. So there was the same exact version that sold on WADA is on eBay right now for like 40 bucks shipped. And I think that's crazy overpriced, but one just sold for $1,200 and all the other ones kind of sold immediately. Like all the buy it now, as you see, they, they all sold at the same time. It's kind of funny. Yeah. Is that is that it for our water check-in, or you got more? I, I was I sent a couple messages to people saying that there's this stupid Mike Tyson's Punch Out that's currently on Heritage Auctions that it's currently like five hundred dollars until uh, our pal SNK2D Forever pointed out that it's a complete in box five screw Mike Tyson's Punch Out, which makes sense. Um, I think that's the rarest or most desirable five screw game besides like the really weird stuff. Uh, I just didn't notice it on the packaging. So if there's something about this $1,200 Sonic the Hedgehog that I just don't understand and it's some crazy special edition to the game, maybe it deserves this price. But as far as I can see, it's exactly the same as stuff that sells for $15 every day. You know what you want to start speculating on is the super rare copy of Sonic 2, which came in a cardboard box, which like hardly anyone has. We have mentioned that on Collector's Quest a lot. True story. Pick that up. There's your... There's your collector's tip for the day. crappy box, but it's really hard to find in nice shape. You should probably grade it if you have a nice one. Yep. Canadian? Right, I'm done. I'm Canadian? done talking about WADA. I know people wanted me to talk about that. So people, a lot of people are like, oh, it's, it's a paradigm shift, more crazy stuff. I just think that it's kind of more the same. Like some well, stuff has a lot of interest and some stuff is just like crazy people buying crazy stuff. And it seems like it's the same, generally the same crazy people. Like, it's it's not just the same stuff happening, but it's the same people doing the same stuff. Well, we'll follow them on Instagram and see when they get these certified link auctions shipped out to them. All right, let's, let's move on to uh, who's winning collecting this week. Okay, I'll go since Tower just did a bunch of talking. And then, Tower, do you want to go before or after Stefan? After, because I have the best one. Be fresh okay. in everyone's mind. All right, so I'll go first. Um, I bought, uh, you know... Not too much this week, but I did get a first print Zelda. Yes, I bought a first print box Zelda. Nice. Famicom with the little system? TM and everything. Nope. Nope. Tyler, oh. that's, we don't care about other countries here. USA. USA. US. Right? No? Wow. No? No? Okay. Uh, yeah. Sorry. 
Um, no, first print as far as current collecting models are calling things first print. Uh, first print U.S. copy of uh, Zelda, which is pretty hot right now. People are very interested in it. I stumbled across one for a really good price. By that, I mean like 20 bucks, uh, and I bought it. So I now have that. The box is not the best mint. It's not like, oh my god, this is a mint gem. It It, it is a just a first print Zelda. I have a non-Reve version already, but I have the second print. Now I have a first print of that. So that was cool. That's what I bought. I also got some other uh, black box Nintendo games because it's the same seller had them and uh, he gave me a very good deal on them. So that's what I bought. I bought black box Nintendo games that were all Reve except for the Zelda, which was a first print. That's what I'm bringing to you, Collector's Quest. That's what I did. So vote for Johnny to win <laughs> this round, but probably I won't because Stefan probably bought something stupid. You get the listener's <laughs> choice award, definitely. Yeah. yeah. So You guys uh, yelled at me like a couple weeks ago when I said I was buying black box games. You guys yelled at me. Well, I just stumbled across mine. You're like, I want to spend $3,000 on this first print black box game. Don't do that. Yeah, no, don't do that. I didn't do that yeah. either, so don't do that. All right. Well, unless you have that kind of money, then do whatever you want. Uh, Stefan, what did you buy? Uh, since last we talked, uh, I think my favorite buy that I picked up, uh, my wife and I were in Las oh, Vegas. Here we go. My wife and I were in Las Vegas for a company event this last weekend, and uh, I walked into a brick-and-mortar store and found these two uh, Sega display cabinets with the original glass that has the frosted Sega logo on them. Uh, there were there were two of them. I ended up trading, uh, and this, sorry, this was a uh, Retro City Retro City Games in Las Vegas. Uh, the owner Doug is an awesome dude, and the store is really really cool. Uh, but uh, we ended up coming to a partial trade agreement. I have a, a kiosk uh, that's been sitting in the garage that he would really like, so uh, we traded part of that. And he's going to be vacationing in, uh, down here somewhat soon. So he's going to drive them out to me and we're going to swap then. So yeah, two, uh, two retail display cases with the uh, Sega branding on them. That was really cool. Um, another big one that I really am into, and I posted this on Instagram as well, is when they tore down, this is crazy, when they tore down the original Nintendo of America campus, uh, there, someone took a a chunk of the concrete from that building and had all the executives at the time uh, sign sign this piece of concrete, and then they framed it and they auctioned it off uh, internally as a charity item. And so I happened to link up with the Nintendo employee that purchased that at auction, and we struck a deal. So I'm getting a piece of the original Nintendo of America building uh, that's been signed by... Uh, it was uh, auctioned off uh, during like Reggie Fils-Aimé's time, so all that exec ex executive team. So that was uh, probably my... My uh, uh, my second favorite pick there. I also bought some other stuff that uh, from that same seller uh, that I'll be rolling out on Instagram. It's uh, like a couple boxes worth of internal stuff. So um, so I haven't really even cataloged it well myself yet. But uh, keep looking at my Instagram. Uh, and uh, yesterday I got a Super Mario Three Happy Meal display, which uh, is mostly complete or the most complete that I've seen in recent days anyway. And that was from Joan Bone. Thanks, Joan Bone, uh, for the deal. And uh, I'm really excited about that one too. So that's that's about all I want to talk about. There's a half dozen other things, but I'll talk about a half some dozen. Other. Yeah. I got a couple <laughs> boxes of internal Nintendo stuff. 
Um, this display cabinet, a piece of the Nintendo building signed by the employees. But that's all I want to talk about for right now. <laughs> oh, I don't want to sit here all night. Um, I mean, I could talk for another 45 minutes about the unique things I bought. Look, what did look you guys buy? Look a video this. game? I, I, that's cool. I'm not being a dick about this. Johnny's that's being cool. a dick about this. <laughs> oh, no, no, it, that's cute that you guys buy. What are those cartridges? <laughs> you not, put those in not a system? At all. Not at all. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, that's quaint. I remember when I used to collect cartridges. <laughs> uh, you you are adorable. Of, you could like make a joke about what Stefan bought this week and think of just like the most Stefan thing, and he could still outdo you. He's like, I got a chunk of the Nintendo building that was signed by people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is actual sperm from uh, Reggie Fizumi. Uh, I got that. Uh, you know, I met up with him in a bathroom, and he was kind enough just to donate it to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez! <laughs> well, that turned yep, that's, not, uh, that's not PG uh, friendly. <laughs> I, I know apologize. you yelled at me earlier. All right, Tyler, put a disclaimer on this episode. Don't listen with your kids. Just, uh, just don't this listen to one. this episode. Why? This episode's uh, Stefan's favorite. Wow it 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 took you it took you this long to get self deprecating, Tyler. I was expecting this to happen at the top of the hour. Do yeah, yeah. To why don't you uh, why don't you shit on the thing that we work so hard on? Yeah, keep <laughs> yeah. going. That Just, makes we, us we feel good. We legitimately spent like two hours of prep time thinking of games that fit with holidays. Like there was an unreasonable amount of prep time for this episode. That's such a nothing episode. This is not nothing. We gave people valuable information, and Stefan got to brag a whole bunch. But he it, did, it, but it, only it took, like a twelfth of what he actually got. It took Tyler a solid hour and a half before he told people not to listen to this podcast. I think that's that's a record. <laughs> you are the worst, Tyler. Well, you see, I'm but trying to get you. them Thank to turn it off now before I have to say what I bought. Yeah, uh, apparently be it's just such a crime to buy Japanese video games. What'd you buy, Tyler? Uh, Go ahead, tell the people. All right. Tell the people what you bought. Um, I put in a bid that I didn't think I was going to win on Techie Tyson, which is not a super rare game. It's uh, Steel Battalion Line of Contact for the Xbox. I collect Steel Battalion stuff. It's just a game that I never got around to buying. It's probably worth like $10. But uh, there's this seller, Yamatoko something, that his shipping is like $14, but you can put on... Every other game is like two or three dollars. So if you buy one game from him, you kind of have to like make it worth your while to ship all that stuff. And I wasn't expecting to, but then obviously for the next seven days, I have to go and bid on every single auction. So that's exactly what I did. And uh, you know, for this ten dollar Xbox game that no one cares about, I spent like four hundred dollars on Yamatoko. So uh, I got like, on Japanese a, games that you don't care about. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, I, I got a, a complete. Legend of Zelda for Famicom, the cartridge version that seems in pretty nice shape. That's cool. That's cool. I got Winds of Thunder for the PC engine. I've never played that one. Everyone talks about it. I got probably 10 N64 games because N64 games, if you don't know from Japan, are like 300% worthless, like three times zero. That is how worthless a complete in-box N64 game is. Just like Yoshi Story and... Poyo Poyo and some robot game that's a Japanese exclusive, like all them for two dollars. I gotta get all this stuff, and uh, I you know I could literally I think I bought like thirty eight things from him. I could list them all, but I'm not going to because it's not as interesting as Stefan's stuff. Uh, and well, that's not even the I, good. That's not the good stuff though. Okay, what what's the good stuff? The two good things, um, Grand Theft Auto for the PC. 
there's a bunch of versions because big oh. boxes uh, come in all different versions. Ew. There's two main versions. There's the one that has the same box as the PlayStation one. And what I believe is the earlier print has just sort of a car coming at an angle at the viewer with a totally different logo. I found one with everything, all the maps, all the inserts, cardboard box, the jewel case. All it was missing was the disc. And I got it for 36 bucks, which is like literally $70 off. So I'm hoping that I can find a disc pretty cheap, but I'm pretty excited about that one. And then uh, I finally got my complete in-box copy of Pitfall 2, which I've been searching for for weeks, I think, now. Nice. Weeks and weeks. Weeks! Says Stefan. (laughs) I wanted it so... I wanted this game for so long, like 14 days. (laughs) I do 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 that. I'll cop to that one. I do do that. that, That's you for sure. So Um, uh, I won this week. Did you? I don't think we did. Grand Theft Auto, one of the most important series ever. People who say the first one is like no longer good are wrong. The game's awesome. Look, I don't know that I won, but I think we can squarely say that Tyler did not win. That's yeah, Tyler definitely did. <laughs> oh, hey guys, hey collectors, quest people. Like we kind of know what you collect. Are you interested in uh, PC games and Japanese stuff? No. <laughs> yeah. Here's no. Mario's Picross for two twenty five, complete in box, mint condition. Are you kidding me? How what? could you pass on that? Wait, Johnny, I didn't tell you the good part. I got Grand Theft Auto for PC with no disc. Awesome. <laughs> good job. It was a good deal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So now you know why all episode Tyler's been like, the real first print is the Japanese one. Oh, we're talking like about real first does. prints? I got a complete in box baseball. $5.50 for a black box game. Tyler, you've spent this whole episode trying to justify your purchases. <laughs> you did a bad job, Tyler. You did not win collecting this week. Mm-hmm. You lost. Like, Sun 64, Red's no, going to be happy that I got that. Not even Red is going to save you here. <laughs> He's not coming to your aid. I got a, uh, <laughs> Mr. I got a no. Mr. Reddit? front mission gun hazard to replace my card only copy. Oh, yeah. I bought a uh, hey, what's the Tyler, this, game? Hey, hey, this is a great post for Reddit. Go show your haul. <laughs> oh, it would be. Yeah. They, they would, would totally post too, though, right? a bunch of worthless <laughs> Japanese games. Johnny, you thrifted those black box games, right? So that would be like the ultimate uh, Reddit post, right? Yes. Yes. Look at my Reddit haul, guys. I've walked into a thrift store and found this. Which is a true story. I did walk into a store and find those. I uh, got a complete in box rumble pack for three twenty five. It's got that cool kind of Japanese rainbow Are box you still art. Talking? This is not getting better. <laughs> I don't. Why? Why? Good stuff, in Tyler. Here, guys. He, th- he thinks he can say anything that'll save him, and it's just not. Just, just people not already happen. know that I bought the most Nintendo games because Stefan doesn't buy games, and I don't even remember what Johnny bought at this point because we've been going on for. I so bought long. a first print Zelda. Oh, uh, a box for it. You didn't. It doesn't care. I have a five screw Zelda. <laughs> it's just that's not the hard part to find, Tyler. All right, I, I would say it's probably like a forty nine percent to fifty percent split between you two guys. But there's one guy out there who's like, hell yeah, man, Grand Theft Auto or Winds of Thunder, or maybe one of the Atari guys that we like is like, yeah, Pitfall Two. Someone's on my side. You get, you I don't got, know who you, you are. You got Look, Red the I, Game Shark. We'll give you Red the Game Shark. Yes, I don't. I don't have forty nine percent. No one. No one looked at what I bought and was like, 
that like they went. Oh, there that's are people cool. who are they nuts started, for first they started, started on right my now. side, and then Stefan's like, I got a chunk of the Nintendo building no. signed by the executives. <laughs> no, I and feel everyone's like, like, oh, never mind. There is a large swath of our audience that does not care about anything but games. So I think I think you did okay. Oh, I also got these cabinets. They all everyone loves a cabinet. Get out of here. <laughs> Screw okay. you, Stefan, and all your cool stuff. All right, so jealous. Tyler, you and I lost this week. I think Stefan wins. Yep, I'll go. Uh, Yay! We've been losing for weeks to Stefan. <laughs> That's which is so weird. Stefan used to be the worst collector on the show, just a, a literal garbage man. And now he's like, all I buy is rare, rare one-offs. So you know, get behind me. Like, oh God, this is. This is what Collector's Quest can do for you. It can take a junk collector like Stefan, who is buying anything he could get his hands on, and now look at him. <laughs> now I'm still listen to the Collector's Quest podcast, and you too can become the next Stefan. I'm still buying the whatever I can get my hands on, but it's rare. Yeah. Well, we taught you something. Uh, Not gonna actually claim we taught you anything. You don't listen to us. Anyways, uh, we got anything else? Uh, do you want to talk about what we played? I played nothing. Work. Work and baby. PUBG. Oh, that, yeah. That's oh, something that everyone expected to come out of my mouth Oh, no, this no, no. Week. Tyler, please tell them what you said you played <laughs> uh, I played during Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. That's how... And I had to go, what is that? Uh, wait, you mean PUBG? <laughs> PUBG. Like, he's the guy in his 20... Or no, I guess you're 30 now, right? Happy birthday. Yeah, Yay, happy, birthday happy birthday to Tyler. He's officially 30. But uh guy who just hit his 30s was like, the players under, I'm like, what is, what are you talking about? I'm 40 and I'm like, you mean PUBG? Okay, this, this is how I know the world is wrong right now. Stefan? Yeah. yeah. You play anything? Uh I played some of the Final Fantasy VII remaster on Switch, which I think I've hyped on the show before. I really like the like quality of life stuff that they've done where you can like optionally speed up the game. Or have unlimited limit breaks, or uh, yeah. get rid of random encounters. That's pretty cool, and it's like just with a click of the button, so you can do it uh, on on the fly. And the Final Fantasy Nine HD remaster also does that. Nice. Yeah. All right. Um, I got this. Is this is a special for all the listeners? We're gonna throw one more holiday game at you. It's not really a holiday game. This is uh, if. If you have a kid going back to school and you need to post something or you yourself are starting your first day of college or something and you need a game to post and you want it to be collectible, Bully for the PlayStation, but the collector's edition. So there's this weird edition of Bully that kind of looks like a locker and it comes with like a kickball and stuff, which is pretty sweet. And uh, it's it's an enormous box. But that thing, usually you find it sealed, but sometimes you can find it not for like 150 to 200 but uh, if you want any on eBay now, they're roughly like $370. So, yeah, you get a kickball, like a sticker, a little comic. So, Bully Special Edition. If you haven't seen it, it's uh, it's interesting. It's interesting that it's out there. Neat. So, yeah, that's a thing you can it's a thing you can go get. Did they ever do a sequel to that game? I would play a sequel to Bully. So, that's by Rockstar. So, that's... Yeah, yeah if you yeah, haven't seen the special forward. edition... Yeah, uh, you should go see it. The, the interesting thing about the special edition, um, that if you get it sealed, it has like kind of the overlay, which most people, if you find it, uh, threw that part out. So uh, the kickball is really the hardest thing to find. So don't try and piece it together. That would be a mistake. Anyways, 
that's it for this episode. Thanks so much for listening to us talk about nonsense games and having <laughs> just a where we kind of took an episode off, kind of but not really, on uh, the whole current state of collecting. I think Stefan. I, I think we laughed a lot and we yelled a lot, and those are yeah. those are two two good quality signs in an episode. I um, thought this I, was going to be short. I'm going to have to spend so long editing this. Let's just get this over with. <laughs> Tyler, you are the worst you, right now. God, we like this I, podcast. N- but I, I love this podcast. <laughs> he never says that. It, you, this is the first episode where you've said you like the podcast that you're No, on. I don't like the podcast. This is just I weekly work so- for me to do to to keep my clout in the, uh, in the, in the game collecting world. So you can keep getting those PMs. The important people listen to the Collector's Quest podcast. Yeah, sliding into your DMs now, Tower. You're, yeah. you've made it. All that editing is finally worth it. That's right. Everybody, give me discounts at PRGE. Thanks. Okay, I can probably make that happen for you. <laughs> yeah, <thanks>. All right, <laughs> get you a yeah, dollar. Off, I'm just gonna promise. ask Johnny to go find me games complete for card only prices. That's a thing I've done for you. Yes. All right. So uh, that's it for the episode. Stefan, where can we find you? Uh, Archon 1981 on just about every place that would include uh, Facebook or not Facebook uh, YouTube and uh, Nintendo Age and Instagram those are those are big, the big three and Tyler I'm default Jen default G-E-N and I'm Johnny underscore I-U-C-I that's J-O-H-N-N-Y underscore I-U-C-C-I thank you so much and we will talk to you next time good night bye For a second, I didn't think you were going to say bye. It would be like the weirdest episode ever.